Fuck you. <laughs> Basic aesthetics tell you that that's just not the shit you throw on everything. Dude, no. don't you remember Apple invented everything? No, we did not. <laughs> they didn't invent Comic Sans. We take no credit for Comic Sans. That literally sure? was made by Microsoft for the Microsoft SAM operating system, which was entirely Comic Sans. Welcome to the first positive episode of Unfurled that Roland immediately turned into a negative experience. I'm sorry, I totally meant it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, welcome to the uh, episode one of Unfurled. Welcome to our very first episode. Congratulations, nothing's changed. No. Yeah, I hope you weren't, I hope you didn't have any expectations because they are all broken. Yeah. What? Why are you? He's, he's like trying to sign to you. You haven't listened to our episodes Apparently in a long not. time, have you? Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm egotistical, and I like to say the name of my voice. Voice. Never mind. <laughs> you like to say the name of your voice. To be I'm, fair, you're not wrong. I'm, uh, I'm not yeah. actually. What, what is your going, voice called? Yeah, I'm going to name your voice uh, Roger. No. Wait. Benedict. Have we all peaked? If only I could sound that good. Antoine. We've Antoine. All, <laughs> Antoine. We, we have all peaked, if I'm looking at that correctly. No, Hermione. At one point. Hermione's a... I know I did, but I yelled. Car's voice name. I mean, again, if my voice was British, I would be entirely okay with this. <laughs> if nothing else... <laughs> if your voice was British, not your, not your accent. Yeah, just your voice. Just your voice. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. No, I mean, not, no, they don't. Not really. I mean, there's the British accent, and then there is the voice Being that British people have, which that is the same voice that most Caucasian people have. Okay, so then what would make it a not like a... What's the difference then between, the, between a British accent and a British, British voice? An accent is the way you speak. Your voice is the sound that goes, ah, that's your voice. A British voice voice is a voice coming from a British person. (laughs) Racist. fuck. Again, (laughs) if you want to get technical, I technically have an Australian voice. No, you don't. I'm an Australian citizen or will be very soon. Soon does not count as now. Thus, your argument is invalid. You're an invalid. No. I'll invalidate you. You're an invalid. (laughs) Don't assume I... Validity. <laughs> okay, no. We're not even going to start on that bullshit. <laughs> did you just assume my eye color? Which, by the way, that, that bill did uh, it has is on its way to passing, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm annoyed. Uh, that's a thing. So uh, pretty soon it'll actually probably become illegal not to call somebody by the pronoun they demand you call them by. Well, that's so, a stupid unenforceable law. Uh, no, it's entirely enforceable because it will be federal law. Uh, you will be able to go to jail for it. Uh, if you refuse to use terms like Zay and Zare. 
yeah, that's a thing. So, but today isn't about uh, stupid, annoying fucking guess what news guess what what i'm lord vox i'm tau i'm roland i'm car and his voice <clears throat> car and his voice that's like I the name here? of a band what, what am i the doing fuck here is that sound what is even my purpose in life somebody's know. something is making noise well i think they call that rainfall why don't you just stop being no, it sounds such like a... white noise paranoid perry and uh so in this episode paranoid pierre we'll all watch as tal slowly loses his mind what we didn't tell him is that we switched the sugar in his coffee for uh, lsd i would just I, like to mention i think I tal has interrupted like crazy. last two to three episodes for noises that only he can hear yeah apparently um <laughs> fucking <laughs> turns out my place is haunted um, are you feeling uh, I, uh, fyi i think my house might be haunted <laughs> oh really <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just shit falling down and cold water taps being turned on. The ghost is kind of an asshole, but yeah, he's all right. He's so more of a poltergeist. Him. So it's the I ghost poltergeist were the bad ones. It's a ghost poltergeist of a cat. are the annoying ones. Poltergeists are the ones who move things around your house and suck your children into devil holes. <laughs> okay, well I have no kids, and if they want to suck me into a devil hole, well, I mean, <laughs> sounds like a Saturday night. <laughs> I don't consent to this. No. I consent to the <laughs> sex pit of hell. Uh, um, so welcome to Unfurled. It is uh, a not-so-beautiful Thursday night. No, it's I don't know. thunderstorming outside. I'm what are you actually, talking about? It's fine Scottish weather. It's only raining slightly sideways. I, uh, I'm actually quite enjoying the, the weather. No. I am... I I like rain a lot. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, seriously, I can hear it too. That one I did hear. Oh my god! And now she's gone. Yeah. What the now she's gone. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, it's terrifying. Anyway, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, cold outside, and uh, I'm loving it because it's not hot, Maybe it's fucking summer bullshit that I'm dealing with. I've been um, sweating my balls off for days. In other really important news, I am on episode 380-something of Naruto Shippuden. You realize that's like an actual live meter for the <laughs> amount of fucked and bored you are, right? <laughs> the further along you get, the the, the bigger your boredom meter is. Well, and you see, were making fun of me for liking Star Wars. Car and I were no, just, I, I wasn't just... making fun of people for liking Star Wars. I was saying that Star Wars, the original three Star Wars, by today's standards, are just okay. That's I agree it. with him. <laughs> I prefer to live in my world of rose-tinted glasses and nostalgia. It's an odd world where Tal and Roland fight, like join forces <laughs> to fight for the same cause. Yeah, Whatever this world is, we need to destroy it. It is a, a million voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is I know that by saying that the original Star Wars movies were just okay, I'm going to get fucking crucified by somebody. But it's true. They're just okay. They're okay movies. There are much better movies. I'd watch Moon. No, like, this has over... nothing to do with the context of, like, what the kind of world they've created and when it was announced and premiered, but... Star Wars just doesn't really hold the same candle it used to to other movies. Yeah. 
Except for Iron Man 3. As for yeah. me, well, I just don't critically analyze my movies that deep anymore. I, I really don't know. I, I just I well, sit back and I... So the big thing is I am, like, I really am one of those people who is lucky enough to be able to just enjoy movies. You know, it doesn't matter how Except terrible it is. you sit here and tell us how much you hate yeah. all of them. You, you, yeah. you said that your entire suspension <laughs> of disbelief Which... was ruined by a fucking cutscene. Uh, yeah, swipe, 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 swipe scene. Cut. Swipe cut. Swipe cut. Whatever. Yeah, no, that one, that you did... prickly so, son of a bitch. The thing is, <laughs> so, uh, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I actually explicitly stated, I really liked the new Disney Star Wars movie. Um, the not uh, Rogue One, Rogue One, less so than the. I remember you uh, ripping an ass out of seven. Rogue One. To be fair, well, Rogue One has some problems. Rogue One has some pretty it's big an enjoyable problems. Movies, but there are issues. Who's, who's, like, I mean, like, who's the most relatable character in Rogue One? The blind guy. <laughs> I, really? Because I, I could not relate to the blind guy. Really, you don't feel like you just stumble around all the time? Uh, and no. Mystical forces guide you through life. The stormtrooper. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is all of the characters are either blank slates or quirks for the most part. And like, there was a lot of shit that they should have expanded on that they didn't. And the reason they didn't is because that movie was three movies cut together into one movie with all of the extra plot pulled out. So it was just like, here's a place. Okay, we're doing. Here's a place. Okay, we're doing the. Okay, here's a place. We're doing. Here's a place and a climax. And it's like. Uh, wh- whoa, hang on. Wait a so second. It was Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we won't hold that against you, Coyote. Episode seven was actually pretty good. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I liked Rogue One. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Again, yeah. my suspension of disbelief is incredible well, when I'm watching a film. I was just talking about how I went through the entire Ocean series. And, you know, aside from Ocean's Eleven, yeah, no, they're nothing special. But yeah, I can just watch a movie. And enjoy it. The second one actually makes me want to punch babies. Well, that's because <laughs> the other problem is too is that Oceans twelve and eleven or thirteen were basically just cash grabs while all of the actors were still around and willing to sign on the dotted line. Yeah, like yeah, Oceans basically. eleven is definitely a movie you can't do twice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because the thing that, is, you you know the fucking ending, yeah. right? The, the, well, that's the problem with like, any good heist movie, though, right? Is like the the pinnacle of a good heist movie is no. the. Uh, a great ending of number two would have been they all went to jail. <laughs> great, that would have been a fantastic ending. And then breakout. That yeah, would have been like, Ocean's yeah, 13. Yeah, you, you break out or that's when, you know, mommy Interpol officer shows. Well, I mean, that's what they did, but that's your oh, yeah. new mom, That right? fucking bullshit that happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, where do I even begin with that? <laughs> Spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen it, you're fucked. One, yeah. don't worry. Two, you're not missing anything. Yep. Um, um like, but that, that's the thing is I can watch a movie or a TV series and I really do love like shitty, cheesy movies. I I love them. Right. Like 3 a.m. sci-fi special. That is my fucking jam. I love that shit. I watched an entire TV series where the, they had prop swords that were literally pieces of clear epoxy that were obviously molded. With a like a handheld LED flashlight stuck on the end and like taped on. The, That's those, amazing. Those were the swords, and I loved it. I loved that shit. Yeah, holy shit, Roland! Every episode, <laughs> you're just hauling on this thing every ten fucking seconds. I'm still quitting. Give me a break. <laughs> for, for all of you who are in the uh, who are not in the chat seeing this live, it's a it's a fog in here. Yeah, I'm just. I'm recreating, like, the scene from, I don't know, a foggy movie where everyone dies. Oh, 
Speaking of uh, foggy movies, uh, have you guys heard that the of the new series coming out, The Mist? No, no, is this no based I think I missed off, that one. Is this based the, off The not, Mist? The Mist. Stephen, Stephen King. King's no. The Mist is being turned into a TV series. Please tell me somebody got tell, that one. Tell me not it's on the Netflix. Movie, the book. Tell like, me it's on Netflix. I don't know. I'll have to. See, I'll have to watch it and see because I've. I've already set my pirate scanners to okay. To well, download. Actually, the one the one that I actually want to see is uh, American Gods because you know how much I love like history I've, and mythology. I've watched about two uh, or like one and a half episodes of America. Oh my god, that shit's fucking weird! <laughs> Holy hey, I like crap! Weird. I mean, I, I need to get that from you because I, I really want to see that series. Cat soup with you, so oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah, cat, yeah. Cat, By the way, cat. what do you mean? Sat down? He practically forced everyone to watch it. <laughs> it's he did kind of have his. If you're going to be my friend, we have to go through this ritual phase. <laughs> <laughs> New okay. friends, watch cat soup. Cat, oh, okay. Cat Soup is probably one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> I've seen it probably like 20 times. And the and things I love about it, one, it's only about 40 minutes. Really easy to... Doesn't, it really doesn't need to be longer than that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I love about it, there's no talking. It's just, it's <laughs> what, What's the other one that you showed everyone? The one with the guy with the drill dick? What? Yeah, you got the guy with the TV head, and they're like breaking out of prison. Oh, uh, Dead Leaves. Dead Leaves. That's also a really good movie. I just, have yeah, not seen that. A fucking that. trip. Yeah, the, get, the guy's got a TV box for a head, and they get sent to a prison. And is like, it Japanese? Also, it is Japanese. It looks another like Japanese. another show appropriate to show all the people you love and hate is Wonder Chosen. Uh, no, don't watch oh. Wonder Chosen. With watch your one Wonder Chosen and then understand that you've seen everything they do. Yeah, yeah, that was. If you really hate yourself, yeah, Hot I dog... don't miss those days. Hot dogs give me energy, so I can beat off my dad. Actual line from Said by a child, child, read by a child, on their tour of the hot dog. Wasn't factory. it fight off my dad? Yeah, fight off my dad. Oh. Beat off my dad's a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. too dark to give me the energy so I can give my dad a rocking hand job. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Wonder Shows. No, because he beats eventually. me when I don't have enough enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, they they have a they have a Wonder Shows in where they have that uh, that segment called Beat Kids. Beat kids. Kids on the street. Kids on the beat. Beat kids. Beat kids. And it's just two fists and it says beat kids across the knuckles. With the little black girl going <laughs> yeah, around like, interviewing everyone. Oh, my favorite part was that when the, they had a little black girl walk up to some Wall Street banker at like a, on, around Wall Street, just walking up to random people asking, how many people have you oppressed today? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Do you know what the do you know what an oppressed person sounds like?" And he's like, "No, what?" And she's like, "Sounds like this." And she just starts screaming. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, So I love it you tell everybody don't watch Wonder Chosen it, and, then and then start then laughing with your favorite parts of Wonder well, Chosen. I was going to qualify don't watch Wonder Chosen with anybody that is an adult. Um like your parents or yeah no don't do that so <laughs> one we're adults. Me, okay i'm 30 if i'm not an adult at this point you're i don't know adult. why I'm, the fuck is I'm, I'm, okay I'm, i'll tell you this about wonder shows and consider how good of friends you are <laughs> consider the strength and like the perseverance your relationship with this person can endure decide at that point if you can watch Wonder Shows and with them. That, that's yeah. a good qualifier. 
But yeah, no. Uh, there's because there's people f- will leave you. There's a few really good weird ones to watch. So there's there's Cat Soup for sure. Uh, Wonder Chosen's weird, and it, Wonder Chosen's one of those shows that's just designed to be offensive, and that's the whole gig. So yeah, that's why you what, can watch one episode and sort of get the gist. Yeah, you got the gist of it. Uh, so, but Cat Soup is great. Dead Leaves is great. Red Line is fucking incredible. Uh, watch that. Uh, what else was good and strange? Um, oh, Achi and Seapak is also really fucking good. Uh, that was the one with the the blue diaper baby people in it. Uh, yeah, see, I don't know. That sounds another favorite of yours. And the poop popsicles. And yeah, you know, for a guy where it, who I mean, just you like a car, lot of shows. Car. With to, just to lay this down, Achi and Seapak is a show is a movie about a government hey. that feeds people narcotics and you get dosed with narcotics based on how much you poop. So people are incentivized to poop at which point they're distributed highly addictive popsicles laced with narcotics. Hey, hey everyone, you want to know what Tal's favorite movie is? This movie where all of these blue dudes eat poop popsicles and wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not quite my favorite but it's a good one um <laughs> you're not helping your case it's definitely not, japanese no. it's definitely it, you're making me realize though it's how actually korean i want all oh. the baby furs who watch unfurled to like message Tao with letters of like adoration and praise and like his <laughs> oh the courage the, the, that he has and, to stand in the face of adversity the thing is that uh, it's not really diapers it's just they have like plates bolted onto their crotches for like, you are still so not helping your what case what is a diaper exactly at all not a plate bolted to your fucking genitals who's that... to say... diapers can be made of different kinds oh of materials who's to say that it can't be a metal oh plate god. bolted oh to your god. ass we're not having we, this we, fucking we, conversation this, discussion. <laughs> this conversation's over we killed it <laughs> no but I killed that it that is making me wonder how incredibly uh, pedestrian my like taste in movies and shows is because like I mean they're all like North American. I've just been if you feel like watching ER a, mystery well, shows. If you feel like watching a foreign movie that isn't fucking weird, scatophilic. <laughs> uh, well, the Thief in Paris was one that I saw that was. I haven't seen that one, but I was actually going to recommend Cargo. Is a Ger- I seen that? It's one. a German sci-fi film, and it's fucking awesome. Well, I we were also it. talking about Moon. Moon is great, not foreign, but great. Yeah. Uh, Go watch Moon, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I've never seen a movie with literally there's like one fucking actor in the whole goddamn movie. I should watch Moon again. All the other all the other actors are on a screen. Other than that, it's just one guy on a moon base. That's the story. And they found a way to actually make that really interesting. So yeah, I, um, Moon is definitely one of my favorite movies. Actually, yeah, I mean, it's, it's way up there on my list. One yeah. of my always ones I, I recommend, and, and uh, I mean, some of it does not hold up nearly as well now. But Babylon Five, it was an early nineties um, sci-fi series. Babylon Five is exactly the kind of TV series I fucking love. Yeah, yeah. So some episodes are absolutely like terribly you campy nineties sci-fi. First, like everything in the fucking nineties, you need to get through season one for context. And then it gets good. Yeah. But B5 is is brilliant because it was written with its entire series story arc in mind. So you'll end up with little hints here and there. Okay. Originally for five. The first four seasons, sure. The fifth one, 
I mean, they kind of pulled a... Uh, yeah. Well, that's because they got they canceled. Pulled, they then pulled got, a Torchwood on it. Yeah. They got canceled and then got, oh, by the way, you're actually back because everyone's like, what do you mean you canceled B5? If that you want to see how getting canceled fucks a series, watch Torchwood. Oh, First yeah. two seasons are all right. Third season happened after the, the writer was told, by the way, you're canceled. And then, hey, we need you to write a series. And he goes, no, I've just killed a bunch of people. What do I do now? Okay, well, yeah. we'll make this the big finale. Uh, okay, you're canceled. Yeah, oh, so, wait, no, you have to do another season. He's like, fuck, the, I don't have any people left. The exact same <laughs> the exact same kind of thing actually happened to uh, The Last Airbender Riders for Legend of Korra. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, they got canceled and brought back several times, or they, they wouldn't ever talk about, like, renewing contracts for more than one season. So each, each season highly was at the end of its run, and so they're all different. Oh, and it really fucks with the story. Um, watch the last Airbender. I highly recommend it. But the series, not let, the film, not yeah, not the film. Please, what film? <laughs> um, the one that M Night Shyamalan did. It's like, there, there were only uh, three Indiana Jones movies. I sentenced well, M Night Shyamalan to six months in the snake pit. Um, and yeah, the last Airbender series, great. Legend of Korra, not really. Okay. Well, I may have to take a look. Oh, there's too many series. It has series. gay people in it, so maybe you want to watch it. I don't know. There's yeah. another movie that it, actually holds up really well. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I never liked most of the Indiana Jones stuff. I was just not a fan. Get out of my house. Your it's house. Not, it's not Tal's movie. Yeah. I, it's it's I, built I, for you and me, not yeah, for me. Yeah, that's the thing. I, Indiana I like Jones movies. was not my jam. Ghostbusters was not my jam. Like, almost... So, you were a... You are a 2000s kid, is the problem. Well, th that's the thing, is I was born in 87. Yeah, so but you apparently just didn't like the 90s. I, I liked to the me, 90s. We just, just named a bunch of 80s movies, for the record. Yeah. Die in a fire. It's all the movies that were on VHS Die when we were kids. in a fire. While I was younger, I was way too busy watching cartoons to ever really yeah. get a feeling for what was popular media at the time. Yeah, no. Oh, I watched I mean, the hell out of Star the, Wars, Star Trek when I was a kid. One of my favorite movies of all time was the original Die Hard, actually. The yes, first Die best Hard is Christmas amazing. movie ever. It it's, is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it, it's one of my favorites. That and, or Sneakers. Sneakers is a fucking great movie, too. I don't think I've ever seen Sneakers. Um, what was that one um, TV show that you were watching with Orky about the people that break into places? Uh, okay, that was either, oh, God, man, I have it, too. It was, yeah, it, um, was it was a great series. Oh, God. Um, fuck, I'll, I'll pull it up, but, yeah, um, I have it, I have it, I know what it is. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. So, while he's pulling that up, chat, go ahead and throw in your favorite, like, 80s, 90s movies. If you're old enough. If, if you're old enough. Fair point. 80. Well, no, you don't have to be... You don't have to be old enough to watch those movies. But for you to have likely seen a large proportion of them, you would have done it growing up. Fair point. Right? How many 60s movies have you watched? I mean, a fair few, but then again, I always... But that was when I was, like, a teen in, turn, in 20s, because I went back and watched, like, Ben-Hur and Cleopatra and all sure. of those, like, 60s epics. So if I said 50... Probably not. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's fair. And then you go, how many movies were released in the 60s? To be fair, nowhere near as many as today, but still. There's a few classics I've tried to go back and watch and I have problems with. My sister keep kept telling me that, uh, what is it, Gone with the Wind is really a really good classic. And nah, But I'm not I a just, huge musical fan when it comes to movies. 
Like some Gone, are good. It's not a musical. Gone with the Wind. Gone with yeah. the Wind. N- n- no. Is it not a musical? No, I'm pretty no, sure it's a musical. I think it's a good. Go- I don't think it's a musical. That's it's four really... hours long. Has an intermission. So does Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not four hours long. It has an intermission <laughs> and is there as a joke. Uh, now Sorry, I, I sworn I, it was a musical. But no. yeah, um, uh, you were talking about Babylon Five earlier. By, yes. Oh, Leverage, Roland. That, oh, thank you. Um, Leverage is a good show. Watch it. But you were talking about Babylon Five, and along those lines, if you're a fan of Babylon Five, actually, two shows you need to check out are The Expanse and Dark Matter. I've been told that I've I'm heard. an idiot for having yeah. not watched The Expanse yet. The Expanse is pretty good. It's exactly, it fits exactly in that like See, old cheesy sci-fi serial I was, slot. I was told that The Expanse was the new Battlestar Galactica. That's what it was told to me. No, oh God, no. It's no? way too cheesy for oh, Battlestar okay. Galactica. Um, See, the thing is, I don't necessarily like the cheese of B5. The thing is I liked about the B, about B5 was that that ongoing story and the like just the constant character development through the series like that is and for something in the early 90s that was like unheard of yeah not crazy common yeah well that's the thing babylon 5 actually fits really well in with like the expanse because the expanse is pretty cheesy um and and, like it's not like you know 90s sci-fi cheesy it is you know today's sci-fi cheesy you know where you got like I don't know. There is literally like a beat cop character in it. You know, it's it's not at all like uh, Battlestar, but it fits right in that like cheesy sci-fi slot that I've been aching for since cheesy sci-fi has basically died. Um, oh, there's some good ones too. Yeah. Total Recall. Yeah, total, and Stargate. Yeah, the chat's saying Stargate, Die Hard, Total Recall, Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Um, I I did watch the shit out of Stargate SG One. Yeah, SG One uh, and chunk through it. Yeah, uh, but then Atlantis happened and I gave up. <laughs> the fucking zero point energy unit, units or whatever the fuck. Oh my god! But there's a Canadian in Atlantis. <laughs> I don't care. He's an asshole. He is the most un-Canadian Canadian ever. Fucking yeah. Anyway. That's why we sent him to Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, oh, but yeah, dying. Lots of good movies out there. <clears throat> Either way, we've been rambling on this for for quite a while. Yeah, as is tradition. Yeah, and tell you said you actually, I you, did. You there, do have a thing now that there, you thought about it? Yeah, there was a thing that I wanted to talk about, which uh, has a lot to do with uh, people's right to their hardware. Mm. Um, so the big thing, um right now is that there's been a battle actually going on in the Supreme Supreme court about your hardware and whether or not it's licensed like software, right? Yeah. The, specifically the actual copyright and patent protections that are on hardware and whether you can sell hardware with similar lim- limitations that you can software, right? Cause software you don't own. You have a license. Okay, are you to talking use. about the, the company that has designed the software or hardware, or are you talking about the people who use it? I'm talking about if you buy a printer, do you own the printer, or did you buy a license to use a printer? Yeah, this this isn't yeah. a new battle either. No, it's probably just reached a new head with the current technological push. Someone's probably trying to be an asshole. If I if I oh god, understand. why is it searching Bing? 
Jesus fuck. <laughs> no, you gave Bing a search. Now it's going to exist for another 10 years. Bing. Fuck. Like, Bing. I'm pretty sure, like, my search just Bing. fucking lit up the Bing servers. <laughs> and uh, you people over there are like, holy shit, someone's using it. You've got Microsoft engineers fucking having a party. <laughs> Yeah, so they were just um, sitting there with the little blowers, just waiting. So th- this this is actually pretty recent, and what this had to do with was actually uh, it, it was a lawsuit dealing with Lexmark that started this, but it sets a precedent for all kinds of shit. Yeah, it definitely could. Uh, so is this Lexmark being asshats? Or well, so what it was was Lexmark was suing a company that had started a business where. Uh, people would send them their old Lexmark toner cartridges because the thing is Lexmark has two types of cartridges. They have their one-time use cartridge where you just use it and toss it Mm -hmm. and buy a new one. Uh, It can't be refilled. And then they have their cheaper, quote-unquote, subscription cartridges where you get a discount on your cartridges until you send one of them back. Subscription. Those are still one-time cartridges. cartridges. Yeah, but you have to send it back, and then they refill it, and you get a discount. Um, so there was a company that started up, and what they did was they would take your Lexamark cartridge, modify it to be refillable, and refill it and send it back to you. That way you could just – like there's a one-time fee to modify it to, to mm-hmm. make it so that they could refill it, and then there's a filling fee, and then you just send your cartridge back and forth. They fill it for you and send it back. And that was what they were doing. And Lexmark didn't like this very much and said, no, that's infringing on our patents and stuff. And they're like, we're not selling cartridges. We're selling a service to modify the cartridge. And that's where this legal battle kind of started because they're like, well, no, that that cartridge is our intellectual property. You don't have the right to modify it. And they're like, actually, this is a piece of plastic that I purchased and own. So it was this big battle between intellectual property rights, patent rights, and ownership rights. Yeah. Mm. I, I can understand where Lexmark thinks it's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, they're just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Especially when, when nowadays it's it's almost criminal how like you'll go into a Staples or whatever, you'll be able to get a printer for $30. That's great, yeah. but well, then you're going to buy well, $50 cartridges every two months for yeah, the rest of your life. I'm, I'm not even focused on the price of printer ink here. The, the whole concept, like, because this is a major pain point with software development as well, the whole licensing of everything, <clears throat> you don't actually own anything anymore. So I'm really, truly terrified that they will actually yeah. start doing this. Well, and that's the thing. This is this is pretty far reaching effects yeah because again you, when you purchase a cartridge you don't purchase it under the assumption that you're renting it yeah right well like is well, and, and lexmark that, gonna come break down my door if i take apart my lexmark printer cartridge well and that's the thing that's the is problem. they could sue you in the yeah. previous in in pretty previous understandings of the law uh that was the case if you modified your printer you could be sued a lot of money and but so printer Fixing services exist, and they're not subject to the same kind of... This actually exists in um, in farm equipment a lot. Yeah, so... Uh, tractors and stuff in particular. John, like, John like I was Deere. saying, this, was, this had pretty far-reaching effects. John Deere was starting to pull this shit, saying that you couldn't fix your own tractor because it's not your tractor. It's our tractor that we're letting you use. No, this is registered to right. my name. I own it. Well, that's the thing. No, you own the license. That's that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's the premise since, they want since to Since they say. own like that hold, is a retarded amount of yeah. power. So since the, what their argument is is since it's their intellectual property, they designed it. 
right? And it's their patents that you can't modify their patents kind of thing. Would they not be somewhat subject to the same kind of expectations you have with a car or a truck, though? GM is starting to try the same thing. So that's just it is it's it's been put in their minds and now they're pushing it. Dell used to do this, right? That's why Dell would uh, solder motherboards to their cases. So you can't switch stuff out. Yeah. And and so and there it's, even it's that actually I have become, a better time understanding than this whole thing. Yeah, so it, it's become so common that the, 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 there's a term coined for it called rent-seeking behavior, yeah. which is basically they they try to make it so that you don't own anything, you just keep renting it. That way, you keep paying, right? So what <clears throat> what's happening now though is the Supreme Court almost unanimously only one person said nah but the rest were like yeah unanimous basically unanimously said uh yeah no lexmark you're full of shit when you buy a piece of hardware you own it yeah and that's that's the way it should be yeah right software is a little bit of a different world because of its ease of duplication yeah Right. Well, not just that, but also that there is not a physical, tangible object that you can hold See, in your hands exactly. and yeah, throw it's to the your... use of duplication. That, that soft... is the... Sorry. Uh, software is the whole, like, you can download the car scenario. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, no, let, let Vox finish. No, yeah. never mind. Uh, yeah, well, it, it is, like, software, I can understand because, you know, you can basically just take it and, like, I download Photoshop I can just decompile it, change the PS to something else and resell for $500, right? And that that's understandable. Actually, though, that was an argument with these companies was that with things like 3D printers, right? You know, you could easily just scan a thing and copy it. Um, and, but, you know, that gets into like patent violation. But the big thing that I wanted to get through with this is this has, like I said, it is far reaching effects. So now... The Supreme Court has said, no, when you buy hardware, you own that hardware, Good. which is which is precedent. So like John Deere now, if they try to pursue this shit, well, it's already Supreme Court said There's no. already a precedent. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And John Deere, like John Deere was going hard on it. Uh, yeah. And that's just it. Right. It, if I take it into my home, once it's in my doors, you don't really get to choose what I do with it. Yeah. Right. If I choose to poke holes in my printer cartridge and put ink in it. Great. Now, the other side of it is you need to know what you're doing, which is why you send it to a company who does it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and, if, if you go back, do you guys remember uh, before the iPad, right? Before the, the days when people used to make the MacBook tablets? Yeah, you I remember You had to that. buy and ship them a MacBook? Yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, Apple didn't sue them. Nope. Well, and that, that's the thing is, um, you know, for me, I can also understand things. And this, would, this is how I would run it with software, too. Like, the ability to purchase and modify software should be inherent right you should i should be able to modify any of my software that should be legal but um uh you know i shouldn't then be able to resell yeah you can't you can't buy parallels rewrite three lines of code and then start calling it perpendicular because that that'd be the same thing as going to a store buying a car ripping the engine out putting a different one in and then selling it as your car exactly right your brand of car which is patent infringement and and that's the thing is you know it's things like you know if that company that was modifying people's printer cartridges was just selling pre-modified printer cartridges that would be a patent infringement Mm -hmm. that would be a problem it's like if i got sued for using coffee beans as a fertilizer instead of actually making coffee what i don't know 
I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know where that point was I mean, going. And one of the other things, too, like, because I know I, you guys I've been are... thinking about the coffee cart a lot, so forgive oh. me if I keep making coffee comparisons. <laughs> your, your coffee's Beans run out. I, I, all I'm saying is that using it for fertilizer isn't the intended purpose, and you oh, are therefore, oh, therefore modifying yeah. the contract under which you bought those beans. But if You're like, person... I'm going to buy these beans to brew a delicious cup of coffee, but if I decide to grind them up, brew the coffee, and then use the yeah. grounds as compost, that... I might get sued because yeah. that's violation of contract. Yeah. So, it, it, but whereas if no. somebody were to go it's to something. if somebody were to go to like Starbucks and just purchase a whole bunch of wholesale beans, rebag them into their own bags and resell again, that would be illegal. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's unless again you have a contract for resale with that company. But yeah. that, like that's the thing is that's to me is how all. Not just hardware. That that to me is how software should work. I be able to. I should be able to download. Software and is more difficult to manage that way. Though. Well, and here's the thing. I, I I agree with you. I think being able to modify your software is fine. They don't have to make it easy. No, they and they don't have to, to give you the source code. Yeah, that's, right? that's not their obligation. Well, I mean, just that's like, how that's how all of Minecraft it, it would be, started. It would yeah. be equivalent to going. Well, this is how your entire car works down to like every last detail that you know, even our which they used to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't anymore. But, yeah, that was also, I mean, there's there's also part of it too. Like, I mean, back in you know the 40s, 50s, 60s, when you had, well, we'll use cars as the example, um, right? Where you have you know these Ford or whatever, they're just churning these things off the line, and then it's like, hey, if you want to be a mechanic, go for it, right? Like, um, a lot of the times you had to figure it out yourself. Or yeah, because I mean, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Ford wasn't sending out the service manuals. Like, like no, that's just, no. That's they, not true. They, had they would the send out their, yeah, they would have their yeah. service manuals. You could buy yeah. them. Yeah, but or in a lot of people would either fix their own cars. Yeah, just yeah. Expensive. it's it's unfortunately necessary in some cases to keep the end user from being able to dismantle your final product. I don't and agree. this is well, this is just I, where I was going to go too. Um, um, I agree and disagree with you. I, like that's the thing is I'm a big proponent of right to repair, which is something that um, sure. But at the same time, it's been made very difficult and very impractical because of the amount of people that are abusing the system. And I was just going to say too, yeah. So the part of the problem is, for since the 50s and 60s, with between cars then and now, is cars are a fuck ton more complicated. Like making um, making these things easy or harder to access and repair, uh, I have a problem with, but. Only because I'm not the kind of person that wants that kind of thing. Everybody else almost needs it. Well, yeah. that, that's the thing is, I, you know, I I don't agree with uh, the way, you know, for ex you know, uh, for example, just going to Apple because they were one of the big things in uh, the right to repair case. We um, were just talking about soldering RAM to motherboards. Ooh, and Dell I, used to do this and yeah. they backed off yeah, from it. Yeah, and I like I fucking hate it. Yeah, but but that's the thing is Apple actually. You know, Apple, there, there's a big case right now. I believe it's in New York where a company is suing Apple saying that any software that they release to, quote unquote, licensed repair shops should be available to any repair shop. And and the thing is, unfortunately, Apple does go very far out of their way to make anything remotely close to a service man manual completely inaccessible. And so, they also go out of their way to make anything involving, you know, replacing a stick of something or replacing a chip pretty much inaccessible. And 
I get that, you know, part of that too is part of the whole miniaturization yeah, thing. So, so some of that is part of the actual necessity but, to design. And they still is, haven't sued iFix. Yeah, well, and there is, but no. the thing is, there is a bunch of that that is done explicitly to make repair impossible, which that to me is completely bullshit. I, I cannot condone that in any way. See, the, the problem I run into there is if you have the right to repair it, they have the right to make it difficult but, to repair and right? because it's, what do you do? You tell them you can't design this the way you want to because other people might not be able to fix it. And because it's difficult to repair is not infringing on your rights somehow. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing is the like I've repaired. It might not be illegal to me. It is kind of it's just a bullshit thing well, to do. But so there's like, also a case of again, if the engineers want a th- want a thing to do a thing, and they need to be able to design it. They need to design well, it or build it in a certain way to do that thing and still look pretty as fuck. Well, and that's the thing. Have like, to, like I said, hang on, hang on. I, let me let me finish. So they're going to design that to make that look as pretty as fuck. They're going to put that into the package they need to. They're going to put it together in a way that it's not going to come apart easily because they want the thing to stay together because it's your phone that you're going to be handling eighteen hours a day. Yeah, well, right? and like I said, I get that some of that is part of the you know the design and or the the miniature I you think know, overall the... miniaturization of the product. But the the thing about it is when it is done like Dell was doing, where they were soldering motherboards to cases for no other reason than to make it impossible to repair. Here's, that here's to the me main, doesn't work. The main thing that I think differentiates you know what we're talking about with Apple versus what Lexmark tried to do is that Apple's not trying to make this illegal. And it hasn't sued. So you say that, but Apple is actually trying to make it make the act of repairing and or modifying Apple products as a non-licensed dealer illegal. They are they are actually pursuing that lawsuit. Okay, well that is hogwash because the most they should do is void your warranty. Yeah. That, you know, and even that then, is actually, what Apple, I consider fair. Well, Apple's also become more generous if you've taken your phone to somewhere outside of Apple, though. Because a couple of years ago, it used to be that, oh, you got a third-party display, sorry, you're shit out of luck. Now, it's if you come in with a third-party display, you know, a technician will go and look at it and go, oh, well, I see we have a third-party display on here. Tell you what, you pay us for the real display, and we'll, abs- we'll absolutely go ahead and put it back on, and we'll make sure everything's working properly this time. Yeah. So, and, so. And like, it's, it's not just Apple that was doing that, though, right? It was, you know, John Deere was doing the same thing. They were making it explicitly yeah. illegal to fix and also making they you know, explicitly not releasing any kind of service manual. That's actually a big part of this debate about whether companies should be obligated to provide see, service manuals. I don't think they should be. In, right. If you again, if you know a product and you can repair it, great. If you don't know it, the chances of you going in there and playing around and damaging something are quite high. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're talking about the access to this information as, yes. in, instead of making it illegal. To say nothing of the the obvious case of you know your actual competitive advantage because as a company who's designing these products that like, are very very competitive market. Even though Apple doesn't release service manuals or things like that to be able to fix the devices, there are sites like iFixit that do exist that give you plenty of information. So um, the the big thing for me is I feel like service manuals like you know should be that information should be available. 
Um, and it, it, at what point can you expect a common consumer to be able to perform I'm, those kinds of repairs? I'm not expecting a common consumer. I'm expecting third-party repair shops to be able to perform these kinds of repairs. And they'll right? figure that information out on their the, own. Well, though. that's the thing is they can't when it comes to complex electronics like this. Um, there's actually – I can't remember what his name is, but he does these videos on well, YouTube. Well, they're all made in China, so they buy the replacement parts from China and then you build a shop. I can't remember what his name is, but there's this guy on YouTube who does these videos where he uh, – he repairs he, – he's actually in New York. He owns a repair shop, and he report, repairs laptops and all that kind of bullshit. And he was actually doing a big video up on a something that he would figure – he'd managed to figure out on his own um, but had previously not been able to fix. And it was just by talking to a couple other people, he managed to find it. And it's like a 75-cent part that needs to be replaced. And it's seriously just a unsolder this two these two bits, put another one on, and the problem is fixed. And apparently it was a problem that was fairly common. And previously the repair for this was replace the main board. Um, Most likely because they don't have a procedure for actually fixing it. Well, and the thing is, the way it was found was somebody actually got their hands on the Apple schematics. And managed to go, okay, where does this trace go? And they found it in the schematics and went, okay, tested that one out of the 10,000 little bits on the board and went, um, oh, it failed. And that's how that information got out. So, and that's the thing is that changed it from a motherboard going into the garbage and being replaced and filling up scrap heaps to one little piece of square so we, ceramic we about already that have an issue with bootlegs and that kind of thing um so i mean like i i get your point where yeah the schematics would be dandy i don't think they're necessary and again is i don't think that any company that's in a competitive field is under any obligation whether it's samsung or huawei because or apple or whoever else to be making their their engineering designs publicly available because again at that point you're basically just setting your competitive advantage on fire well, the, but so along those lines, what like you're talking about having competitive advantage, like because the you're, things you're talking that, about open source, you're talking about open no, source, not, the design of these, these not, boards, not or the whatnot. design, but you're just talking like about where an ideology, go, right? I'm talking about like where traces go and what they're connected to. Because the thing is, if you're, if you're talking which about you this, said they gleaned from the schematics, like which it, tells you how to build a direct replica. If you're talking about this from, uh, you know, from the perspective of a company trying to protect trade secrets. You know, in the world of electronics, like the, in, in this phone, there's no trade secrets. In your iPhone, it's not a trade secret. Everybody knows how that works, right? RAM is RAM. Like, I'm sorry, Apple doesn't use magical I, RAM. I, I know. Dell doesn't use magical RAM. <laughs> well, that's not that. what we're it's talking all about. DDR, right? The, 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 the difference is I need to know which resistor this fucking trace connects to, right? This isn't, you know, and that's not a trade secret. I'm just not like, sure why they're obligated to tell you. Because one, environmental reasons. Two, user ownership rights. Like it's to me like, hiding that information. It's a disservice. I, I definitely get where you're coming from, Tal, but I just don't think we live yeah. in that kind of a world. Yeah, I mean, and I understand like your your frustration. Don't get me wrong. Like myself, as as somebody who I would does love this for a all living, all of the things you're proposing, for the yeah. record, like I as someone who again I repair these things for a living. I that is my job. I wish I could go in and re and repair individual components on a board, but I'll be totally honest. For one, I am not personally confident enough in my skills because I have seen 
how incredibly complex these techn- these pieces of technology are. And from the other side of it, I'm not an electrical engineer. So I don't know how much the specific arrangement of a motherboard or the specific arrangement of all those little transistors actually matter in making a performance difference between an iPhone or a Samsung phone or this new Huawei Pro, whatever. Like, I don't know how much that yeah, but, arrangement and that, but just, that and matters. Just because you couldn't utilize that information doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't, right? No, I, I mean, really, from the perspective of, of, again, protecting the, the your design and protecting your It's also uh, your really, arrangement. really difficult to make these rules with private businesses that own this information. Well, the rules, it, it's easily enforced. Like, if you want to sell your product here, that this information must be available. The end. There's the rule. But... Um, you know, like when you're talking about like performance differences, like that that particular resistor isn't going to make a difference in performance. I I mean, I'll be honest. Are you an electrical engineer? Do you know that? Well, so all of this is, goes off spec, right? When, when Apple or Samsung or whoever gets a chip of Ram, that chip of Ram comes with spec going, this needs this voltage. This does this, this does that. What determines the performance of a phone? It's not the resistors and capacitors. It's the chip. Right. The only thing that makes an Apple phone faster than a Samsung at some thing is the particular configuration of the SOC. Right. It's not going to be this capacitor somewhere makes it twice as fast. It's that SOC and the design on that. And no, you're never going to be able to fix an SOC. Those are silicon chips, whatever. But I should be able to replace that three cent little bit that would brick my entire device right you know like i'm not asking apple to release the full schematic of the a5 chip or whatever i'm asking to know where does this resistor go right that's the thing is so and that's not gonna decrease any competitive advantage of any kind that is still just a very like highly sophisticated thing to do though I, i think if if possible I would like to see it Tal's way because I agree. I think the amount and someone in the chat mentioned this too, the amount of, Grumpy oh, old it's, man. If it's broken, replace it instead of, oh, it's broken. Can I get it fixed is, is a problem today. Absolutely. Especially for environmental reasons. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And I think I get what Tal's saying, right? It's, it's not, and it definitely doesn't work today, right? People wouldn't do this. And they're, no. they're trying as hard as they can not to. But the ability to understand the fundamentals, right? The large components. You're not yeah. going to go in and replace, you know, the logic chips. Um, unless you're just putting in the same logic chip. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and no one, you know, those chips, and this is true, right? The, the chips on this, you can order all of them from China at price. Yep. Right? Yeah. They don't care. And our, our guy at Memory Express... Used to fix laptops like all the time, resoldering bits and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Blown capacitors that would take out a computer or a video card. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that no that kind of stuff and again, don't needs to be not easily fixed, just fixable. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and again, I really do I'm wish saying. I could. I do. Yeah. And and so and that's what I mean. Like and I get that, you know, right now they're not obligated. I just feel like they should be. Like just the big the bits, like you know, the the capacitors, the resistors, I where think, do they go? I think with some effort. You could come up with an international standard for that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, this is why I'm. I have such a hard on for 
like uh, the regulation of products, USB, like standards, that kind of thing. <laughs> because you, that you, way everybody knows how they fucking work. Everybody knows what the pinout of USB like, 3 is. I want Google Corp to create all of the world's phones. <laughs> I do not want that. No, not actually. But like at the same time, there is, I'm like, what if we were run by just one company like General Electric takes you, over the world. You know what you get then? And just starts building one product for everyone. So what you you're talking umbrella. about is a dystopia. Do you, do you want or umbrella? a utopia, depending on what your perspective is. Because <laughs> this is how we get umbrella. Yeah, th that's See, umbrella. You're, just, you're just all being pessimists. I mean, we said this was a positive <laughs> episode, and if one company could rule the entire I mean, world and give I, us one consistent, serviceable product, then we could maybe all look a little happier. I'm just trying I to can, turn you down. I can tell you, as an avid... Uh, you know, Google Android user and somebody who I'm not, I just, I mean, I'm not like, Apple's target audience. No, I'm you not, are definitely like, not. You um, know the things I stand for, Tal. Yeah. I would love to be able to fix everything I own. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it frustrates me that I can't. Yeah. So I just want the, mainly I want the information to be available. But like, you know, like I was saying, as an avid Android user, I can tell you without a doubt, I do not want all phones made by Google. <laughs> <laughs> I work for Apple, I would, I'll tell you I right now like that I don't want everything made, made by, by OnePlus. Yeah, because yeah. here's the thing. You know, another thing I'm a big fan of, Subaru, specifically the Subaru WRX STI. I think it's a great car. God, plug, we know you own one. Plug, 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 plug. Yeah, so, you, but you know what other vehicle I really fucking love, even though I'll never own one? The Tesla? Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. I was really sad to see it go. In fact, most Subaru guys, when they found out that the Evo was going the way of the Dodo... We're, the we're, way of the Evo. Yeah. Uh, we're really, bum, 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 we're actually really sad about it because it was like a rivalry. Because one of the things that really pushed Subaru to make their car better was Mitsubishi making their car better. And one of the things that pushed Mitsubishi to make their car better was Subaru making their car better. I love competition. See, Competition's this, this is something that I believe is that this whole patenting bullshit needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Because if if the design of this wasn't as protected as it was, then the need to design well would outpower the need to design cost effectively. Also, it would outweigh the need to design first. Yeah. Right? Right. And it, it's the kind of thing where a lot of companies will do it, where they'll let other companies try something first, then they'll sweep in by a patent. Yep. And then they'll make it better well and if today's tech world was uh well actually if sorry had that backwards if yesterday's tech world was as patent trolly and fucking ip ridiculous as it is today we wouldn't have windows we wouldn't have you no, know fucking all all we would i would love for patents i would love for the patent office to burn to the ground be all of them because the gui would be patented by xerox yep we'd be using xerox yeah, we know how, computers uh, if they Funny historical fact yep. about the patent office, actually. After, uh, so War of 1812, after the Canadians and British went and stormed Washington, one of the only buildings left standing was the patent office. Because the, guy, the old man who was running it when the British soldiers came around with their torches, he said, please don't, trust me, if you destroy this, it would be a bad thing. And they all went, no, that's actually perfectly reasonable, and moved on. Funny story. Moving oh. on. 
<laughs> um, also, just to point out, you know, I'm pretty sure that this is going to look the same. You know, patent law around technology today is going to look about like what this looked like to me when I found out it was a thing. Did you know that the crank was patented? Yep. The crank. Right. A fundamental physics application. Remember that when had a people patent. didn't like just try to sue you over every single little yeah. iteration of your patent? So because the crank was patented, uh, there was a guy who had to create... Uh, a, a system that would turn reciprocal motion, uh, you know, up and down motion into circular motion without using a crank. And he ended up resorting to this gearing thing that did it. It was like a planet, you know, sun and planet gear or something mm-hmm. that he created to do this. And it's like until the patent on the crank expired and then he just started using cranks. Yeah. Right? So the, like the, is that the planetary gear you're talking about? Well, it's like the central gear. So you have your, your flywheel then you have a central gear and then you have like a, a stick sticking out of it with like just a hinge that holds onto another gear. Then that, and then you have the that attached to the push rod, and then that pushes this one gear around. So that gear rolls around. You know what you're describing, or more making the case for that necessity is the motherfucking mother of invention. Yeah, but the thing is also I you know that doesn't mean the patent wars are a good thing. I didn't say the patent wars are a good thing, but that is fucking ingenious. People say that patents and not being able to reuse other people's designs will lead to more innovation. But the thing is, I don't think it leads to innovation. I think it leads to workarounds. Yeah, I was going to say that's not innovation because you are we are constantly told not to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Fucking, but but we have to, yeah, now now building the wheels illegal and we have to find another way to get the fuck around. Exactly. Right. And all it it does is it leads to. Maybe it'll lead to the invention of hover cars, but what a stupid battle to. That's what led to, you know, uh, Google, instead of using, you know, swipe to unlock the The circle thing, the the pull up to unlock. Oh yeah. Some people use the circle thing. um, Yeah. Whatever. Like I'm surprised that more than one type of phone is allowed to have a fingerprint scanner. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, is it just, it goes away from innovating with the things that need to be innovative, er, innovated to, you know, like, you know, this actually happened back in the days of the steam engine, right? So, steam engine? Yeah. So instead of innovating <laughs> the around the thing that needed innovation, which was the, the engine, the they, engine. Were tr- they were spending all their time finding workarounds to how, for how to not put a fucking crank in it. So, you know, <laughs> I, Tal, I, I don't know what brought on this racist streak, but the term "engine" has been racist Not for a cool very long for a time. While. It's an it's a steam engine. E n g i n e. Those those damn engines. It's, it's sorry. Don't worry. We'll see it after. It, it, tal, tal. I'm so confused. It's an onion situation. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. You're Saskatchewan hey, again. Hey, what would you call those people down on the reserve? Engines. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you just proved their point for them. I hope Thanks. you're happy. <laughs> yeah. I, but obviously, that's they're different okay. words. Uh, what's, that, what's that fucking show where the one guy like, that calls everyone idiots? Like that's the thing. So, engine and Indian, obviously different words. Engine is not what I. Like. Yeah, oh my but God. It, it's a yes, slang. That steam engine, for however, engine. It, when you say engine, it's coming out like engine. That's what we've always said. It is. I know. It's, an, it's just. It's, it's an e. It's an Indian situation. We're making fun of your accent. I hope you, I hope you understand. <laughs> like your bloody fucking, engine. Oh. <laughs> 
fuck? Yes, no, I would call the people on reserves Indians, <laughs> not engines. Probably still racist. Because because Indians <laughs> don't make my car go. <laughs> oh wow, you're being wow, that's just <clears throat> So I'm just reading the chat right now and <laughs> Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, goodbye yeah. YouTube revenue. You say that like we've had YouTube revenue. We've earned like five dollars in our lifetime total. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's not a big concern of ours. Uh but yeah, no. Anyway, so as I was saying though, all all patenting these things does is it leads to people working around fiddly bullshit that shouldn't that, that makes no difference. Well, and they're instead the most of, basic concepts too. Yeah. This is the problem with software patents. Instead of instead of actually innovating because, around the core of because the what device. you described, uh, the whole like crank system, um, has happened in software. Yeah, where people yeah. produce the same solution with different code and still get sued for it. Yeah. So and and that's that's the problem is it's like instead of actually innovating you're which in is a perpetual creating this absolutely toxic environment yeah, where yeah. nobody's allowed to do anything. And I, I don't know I want to see patent wars of die in fires too because mm. they are ridiculous. You, you definitely get stuck with everyone working on the same problem instead of fixing new ones. Well, exactly. not to mention you find out every major phone carrier has been infringing the copyright on fucking Wi-Fi or whatever for years anyway. So yeah. what does it matter? They've all like got <laughs> licensed. They stuff don't in care. There. We don't care. Why does anyone care? Yeah. But yeah, anyway. We have been we have going been, for a while. We have been yeah. talking about that Definitely. for a long time. And for I a long absolutely while. have for topics good reason. if we're going to break. No, it was so. a good topic. It, no, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. But for good reason. We talk. We could talk for hours about this. Yep. Anyway. Who else has, has the news stuff? I, I, do have, I do have the news. Do we want to take a break first? Would be... We could take a break and then come back to your article. Okay. Because there are two pretty big things that are happening, and one of them is still happening. So the more time I have, the better a story I can give. Okay. <laughs> We've been on for an hour now, so Let, yeah. we'll take a car looks up his facts break. And uh, no, we'll it's be, literally breaking news. There is a difference. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back shortly here. We'll, we'll take a BBS. Yeah. Tal's just failing to turn off his uh, air yep. conditioner. Oh yeah, so for those of you in the uh in the Alberta ish area, Furay is uh in a week. In if a you're not in the Alberta area, come to Furay anyway. Yeah. yeah, you can come up from wherever the fuck. Yeah, if you're well, in Florida, why are you in Florida? Come to Furay. We are uh we'll be streaming live from Furay on Thursday at eight thirty. I won't be. Unfortunately do a lot. I will I be there. So Yeah, funny funny quirk about <sighs> being on medical leave. I couldn't book off the time for Furay. Yeah, they don't it like you taking vacation me. when you're on leave. Yeah. So we're back. Indeed. Welcome back. I have things. Well, a thing. At okay. least a thing. Talk about your thing. thing. So, uh, guess what started today? Uh, uh, the Olympics. My job. <clears throat> no. And no. Crippling oh. depression? Actually, oh, especially uh, if you happen to be Donald Trump, mounting existential oh. national oh. crisis. Yeah, because guess who started his testification? His testification. <laughs> Trump is going to grow some balls, everybody. Uh, guess no, who started testifying in front of the uh, the FBI today? Comey. 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 Comey? Yeah. Is this becoming a problem, or well, are people just speculating that it's going to become a problem? Let me put it this way: one of the things that was said to this committee was that uh, so according to Comey one of the things he was told as the investigation was really starting to ramp up first against uh, Michael Flynn 
okay. uh, who you may or may not remember was booted off uh, after his connections with Russia got really awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also in the lead up to the rest of the investigation around the whole, like, did Russia fuck with shit thing. And uh, this is uh, allegedly from from Comey. He said that Trump said to him, I need loyalty. I expect loyalty. I hope you can let all this go. I so I heard about that quote and the he was saying that you know he he it was a really awkward quote cuz it was like I need loyalty and the guys like you mean honesty he's like yeah honest loyalty <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah so this again this this is allegedly what Comey told said he was told while he was still director of the FBI just as these investigations were getting going before the, uh, Flynn was was forced to resign Yeah so um, now, I didn't have the chance to because I literally like his his entire testimony was going on today while I was at work and I did not have the chance to read through like any of the the really interesting things that kind of came out of this today. But um, yeah, basically, it's just. It's it's yeah, a I mean, I've kind of been going pause. on this for a while, but I mean, the just the idea of again, the idea of the president of the United States telling a person who is starting investigations on his staff, which already people were telling him, these are bad picks for your staff. And then to then tell the person who is starting those investigations to drop it is not the kind of shit that should be happening in a relatively open democratic society. Just straight up. It just shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And it's disturbing as fuck. Well, so... This whole thing's been kind of fucked, really. From, you don't say. <laughs> from I mean, the, the news has just been, what has Trump done this week? Yeah. It's, I mean, and then, <laughs> yeah, basically. Although That's in this all case, it's been. Yeah, in this. It, like, uh, just wait, watch, uh, actually, wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, NPR newscast, like, has been, I think, for the last, like, six months, every single episode, every single week has had several trump isms well and the, the like same it's just thing with, impossible to get away from same thing with the philip defranco show it's been trump basically every day he's just he he finds a way I, I was talking to a colleague about this at work today actually how it doesn't really matter what the news has if something happens trump says something about the thing and now that's what people talk about because it's stupid <laughs> yeah it's like uh this burrito fell on the floor today and tr- you better bet trump had something to say about that fucking oh, I, yeah, I need loyal burritos in my kitchen I, and uh well it, it's like what <clears throat> happened with that whole uh uh qatar scenario where all those countries are like nope we're cutting off all ties with with qatar and then you know uh <laughs> fucking somebody in it was like somebody in the department of defense or something like that was like yeah we i'm really not sure what's going on well you know but we're working we're gonna try to find a peaceful resolution for this you know it's not good for anyone if the middle east falls apart like this and then like at the same time trump is tweeting you know like you know glad to see that my meetings in the middle east were fruitful basically you know get fucked guitar kind of like kind of shit like <laughs> and then on top of all that meantime there's like something ridiculous like 11,000 troops in Qatar where there is one of the main us air bases for the middle east there so it's like 
all of the defense people who know it's up are like, yeah, this you know, this isn't really good. Trump's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, get fucked, Qatar. I mean, it kind of comes back to you. Really, Trump just needs to stop speaking in public. He needs to stop tweeting. He's yeah. just especially a, tweeting. He's just a big old frat boy. That's all he is. Full of kavafe. There's no fucking business kavafe. being in office. Like, just it, shouts at everything until people go away. Then he's like, well, my job's done. <laughs> well, and even another great example is just like, is the, his whole handling of this, the, the attacks in, in London again. And like, it's just, again, this, he just cannot keep his fat fingers off of the phone for two seconds long enough to actually have an informed opinion. A great example is right after when the mayor of London was saying there's going to be an increased police presence yeah. in the streets of London. I heard there is that. no reason to be alarmed. We have right uh, speaking directly about don't be alarmed if there's more cops on the street. They're there to keep you safe. Yeah. And then Trump goes. Oh yeah, major attack in London, and they're and don't be alarmed. He might have, he basically left out the line of says Muslim mayor. Yeah. Um. No. Well, and the thing is, I don't know. the The London attacks have actually been handled pretty shittily on all sides too, because um, you know, I was I actually I put up in the chat a, a, a bit ago, um, where I think it was CBC or was it no, it was CNN, uh, was doing a live broadcast. Uh, from the scene where there was a protest, like a Muslim protest of people there, you know, with signs, you know, the, you know, terrorism is not Islam, all that kind of stuff. It would like what happens basically every time. The thing is, somebody took a video of CNN pulling out a, a like a select bunch, lining them up and staging them. In front oh, of the cameras. I saw your post yeah, for that this. Yeah. And then doing a live broadcast, like, we're live here at the scene of the pro. Like, uh, no, CNN, you're live there at a staged fucking. Now, I have to ask, though, like, the. Because it was not clear in the picture, and you didn't make. And you didn't clarify it when you put that up. I wasn't sure. So, was, so were those people that were in the protest and they just pulled out to make a really good photo op? So or. The defense was that there was a protest there already, and they were just pulling them out to get a good shot. That's the defense that went up. I have no proof either way. I mean, it's still bullshit either way. It's kind of hard. Like, to don't get stage your picture. Yeah. But. So, like, like, and like, but that's the thing is, you know, and like I even said, I was like, in, in when I put it in the chat, I was like, you know, I get that there are definitely Muslims who are probably pro. Well, I didn't say probably protesting, but like, there are definitely Muslims who are against this, right? Who, who are like, yeah, London terror attacks. That's bullshit. Definitely, I would go out of my way to say most likely. Almost all of them. I was going to say, very <laughs> likely a vast majority of them. Yes. Um, but the thing is, the optics on this are so fucking bad. Like, come on, CNN. Yeah. Kind of like the optics of your former FBI director going in front of a, uh, a, a House Intelligence Committee or an FBI Intelligence Committee and going, Trump told me to be loyal. Yeah. Well, those optics that, suck. Yeah. And that, that, that's the thing it is like, I don't know the, the one thing that's becoming clearer and clearer to me, like, and I, I, I hate to say it, but like when CNN does that shit, all it's doing is, you know, that Trump going, you are fake news. All they did was validate it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. That, that's the thing is I don't trust CNN, CBC, MSNBC, I, 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 Fox for fucking sure, but I can't remember a day where I ever did trust <laughs> Fox News. Uh, you know, so I don't trust any of them anymore, especially now that we have 
actual fucking proof of them staging photo ops. Like, come on. You know, and, and like there, there's even been pictures that people have sent around. Um, they, I don't know how truthful it is, but again, it looks bad. Of um, mm-hmm. the same group of protesters at another vigil in a different part of town. And CNN has the same pictures. You know, so CNN has pictures of this group of protesters in one area. Then they like move, shuffle them over to this vigil and take more pictures kind of thing. So like I like and that's the thing is like even if they were already there and already protesting, like just don't do that. Um, you know, and, and same goes for Trump. Like, come on, man. You're the president. Yeah. Have have a little decorum. A little, just a little, a little, just a little bit, a mild amount of self-restraint. Yeah, maybe yeah. don't tell people in law enforcement to drop cases that they're investigating. Yeah, just don't. Maybe do that. <laughs> like just because he's the president, I think maybe he's starting to figure out that all the shit he says doesn't just come true because he's president. Well, and as and Maple was saying in the chat too, is Trump is finding out, and I've brought this up before, right? Trump is finding out that the ploys you could pull off in private business suddenly don't work when people watch and document your every move. Yep. Right. And I've brought this yep. up before. This is a man who's been used to being a CEO and a right, the chief executive of so many different things and just used to having his way. And he's discovering that that is not how being the president of the United States works. <laughs> yeah. It, it just isn't. Well, and I, I'm going to go back to the words of our Lord and Savior, Gabe Newell. Um, <laughs> don't lie to the, the internet. internet. Yeah. The, the thing, like, and the thing how... about, well, sorry, the thing about being president, everything you do is on the internet. Yeah, not just on the internet, but under incredible yeah. scrutiny. Every, yeah, everyone everything is you watching. do is meticulously documented. Right. We don't have to go back to the Wayback Machine to look up your post. Because you tweeted it to millions of followers. Half the world screenshotted it. Yep. Who, the second it came up, was already recorded. Like, can't they just put Trump in the corner and let him play with the toys while real people do the the work? One of the other big differences between being in private business and being the president is in private business, when Trump says something stupid, he can lay low. Can't do that as the president. No, you you can't be the president who disappeared for a week. (laughs) Well, he tried at the beginning of his term. (laughs) So, so, you know, that's the thing is, you know, don't lie to the internet. And when you're the president, everything you do is on the, is on the internet. Literally everything, every word out of your mouth, every fucking, like they know where you are and when they have documented schedules. Like, they know exactly everything you've said. We've people are leaking recordings from the fucking Oval Office. Like, don't lie. Yeah, just don't stop. Because yeah. we have the fact, info. I mean, Hillary I think, already tried, and it didn't work so well for her. No, no. I think, I think that message right there. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trump, just stop. Well, and the big thing to. Um, you know, like, and it, it's funny because it's actually, it's usually not Trump that pisses me off, right? Trump says stupid shit. That, that's. That, this has become the new normal. That's fact. That, that, well, that, the thing is, like, really right now, probably the worst Trump himself has done well, is Trump, say stupid shit. Trump is the class clown in yeah. the Oval Office. My only concern is that he's a class clown with nuclear launch codes. Well, okay, there, I'm not worried about that. Okay, let me propose to you, like, if Trump were to go up to uh, whatever his officers and go, I need you to launch a nuke to 
North Korea. No, they wouldn't. But they wouldn't. <laughs> okay, actually, that doesn't scare me as much as the fact that he's a class clown pissing off other people with nuclear launch codes. Yeah, that's the more. Concerning that's probably issue. the more concerning one. Well, oh my God, Trump pissing off people about, that he can't control. Did you hear that thing about Russia and Sweden? Or I think it was Sweden, was Sweden or Finland? Niet. wanted to. Do, uh, Finland's on or maybe on their or, border, or maybe Switzerland. No, sorry, Norway. Finland, Finland is on the Russian border. Or maybe it might have been Switzerland. Either way, one of those countries, they wanted to join NATO. And Russia straight up said, you joining NATO will be considered a threat and we will be forced to, and I quote, take action. But then that would trigger Article 3 of the NATO treaty, which is uh, it's the, the article that says if one of us is attacked, we're all attacked. Just for those of you who do not know. Yeah. yeah but how does that work inside? So, well, if you get invited to NATO and you become a signatory of NATO and then somebody attacks you, by treaty, every other NATO country is obligated to assist you militarily. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like with the full force of their military. Hmm. Yep. It, so, was the, it was the treaty that was originally written when the Cold War was a thing. So, so it was a bit big dick waggling. Yeah. Well, threat. like I said, it was like, I think it was Switzerland uh, wanted to join NATO. And Russia was like, if you do that, we'll, we'll, consider, we'll consider it a threat. What are you going to do? Switzerland is surrounded by mountains and Germany. <laughs> and what threat is Switzerland to anyone? It's just Banks. NATO being on their borders, basically. It must. It couldn't have been because uh, Switzerland is the furthest was, thing from Russia. I don't know. It was one of those countries. Uh, one of those countries that rarely comes up in the news because they don't do stupid shit. Because um, <laughs> your, border, your borders with Russia are Finland, which is the, the easternmost country of Scandinavia. It might have been Finland. It's going to be Estonia, Latvia. Um, I failed this test. Uh, Estonia, Latvia. History was my worst. Estonia. Subject, or sorry, uh, geography. Poland. I actually took a class where memorizing all the countries of the world was a thing. Anyway, I'll let you like that. Now, there is a, another thing going on today. Yeah. Doesn't fact, sound interesting. It's still going on. Is Sweden. Putin vows military response to, quote unquote, eliminate NATO threat if Sweden joins U.S.-led alliance. Wow. Yeah. Now, from a, I mean, from a military perspective, I can see why Russia would be very nervous of that because the thing is, there's only Do basically it. four ways you can sail boats out of Russia. You go north through like the one port that doesn't freeze over 360 days of the year, uh, around the the northern coast of Norway. You either go through the Baltic, uh, which goes right past Denmark and Sweden, but Denmark's a part of NATO anyway. Uh, you either go through the Black Sea into the Mediterranean or you go off the Pacific coast uh, past Alaska. That's So, you know, again, strategically, I can see Russia being a little nervous. But at the same time, if you want to not be nervous, don't be a dick, Putin. Yep. Anyway. Uh, like, so ha, the, we see you've joined this thing. We could join with you and use your ports. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what else is interesting going on? I have a feeling it involves the UK. It does involve the UK. So the UK is kind of voting – well, finished voting. Their polls are closed now, obviously, or else I wouldn't have these results. Um, but uh, before the – so basically, for those of you who don't know what the hell was going on, uh, uh, Theresa May basically pulled an ultimate political dick move. It's the same thing that Jim Prentice did a couple of years ago, and it's the same thing that Harper tried to do. And, and that's called calling an election when all the opposition parties look really, really weak, so you basically get a guaranteed majority. Yeah. So – for those of you who don't know your immediate history, didn't work out so well for Harper, and it really didn't work out very well for Pen for uh, Prentice. Uh, Prentice. Um, and Theresa May tried to pull the exact same thing because all the other opposition parties in the UK right now are in shambles. 
They're in the middle of the whole Brexit thing. They're getting the shit kicked out of them by really annoyed people um, of other faiths. And now they're in the middle of an election. And the conservatives are maybe not quite getting their asses kicked, but they are definitely right now on course to not have the majority government that they thought they were going to easily get handed today. So when I was looking at the results earlier, and this is why I wanted to wait as late as possible for doing this, is the Labour Party was actually ahead of them by about like 15 seats at one point, which is pretty huge. Now, the House of Commons in the UK is significantly larger than Canada's. Uh, They have 650 seats in the House of Commons. So to our 310 or something like that. And even then, when you think about us being significantly smaller than the UK, that's still a lot more seats than we have. So at this point, the conservatives are the biggest party again, but they right now are are not looking like they're going to have a majority. Uh, Labor basically kicked their ass. Did they have a majority before? Uh, yes, they did. Uh, so that's they, why they were able to pull off Brexit in the first place. So they lost the majority. It, now. it looks like it, it is right now. Now, there are still about um, uh, uh, 40, yeah, 45 seats have not reported their results yet, um, but most of the country has been counted at this point. Most of, of England has been counted. Uh, pretty much all of Scotland has got their results in now. All of Ireland has, or Northern Ireland, sorry, uh, has had their results kind of come in. And there's now just a bunch of like the middle of nowhere rural ridings and Wales. And nobody cares about Wales. Not even the Welsh. <laughs> uh, hey, whoa, I think a lot of Welsh people care about Wales. Play yeah. some Um, Apparently that's that's Welsh. Yeah. Anyway. In, incoherent speech here. How do you think <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying that town name from last week again. Herp a derp, I fuck sheep, herp derp. <laughs> Whoa. That's my impression of a Welsh person. We I thought are... that was the Scots. I thought, oh, well, well, I thought the, it was the, all of Europe. The, the Scots say it's the Welsh. The Welsh say it's the Scots. <laughs> and the and British, everybody the just just I say they're all just sheep fuckers. <laughs> uh, but the, the really satisfying thing, too, is so the, the, the Scottish National Party, which is basically their Bloc Québécois okay. um, has, yeah. is getting crushed. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, again, I, I'm actually kind of surprised because I thought for sure that like all of Scotland after the Brexit vote was just going to be like, fuck off. Um, the, the UKIP, which is basically the, the sanctioned, um, you know, we're racists party also, uh, has been, has gotten their asses kicked. So they lost like, 10% of their vote share from last time. Uh, and then everybody other, basically every other party except the conservatives has made major gains so far. Mm. So, yeah. So like basically again, everyone else just basically said kind of fuck the conservatives. Um, now I know I was talking to one of my friends who is in England and he was saying that apparently the youth vote was enormous this time around, which was not what happened before during like the Brexit vote and stuff. In other words, it's almost like all of the young British kids went, oh, shit, that's what happens if we don't fucking vote. Because uh, voter turnout is almost 70% right now, which is pretty yep. amazing. I wish we could get a voter turnout anywhere so, close to that. And see, that there is actually one of the reasons that I was uh, happier that Trump won <laughs> than Hillary winning. was because, you know what's happening now? The burning you wanted so badly? Not Well, <laughs> not even necessarily the burning, but specifically... And people understanding the importance of voting. Well, everyone's fucking paying attention. Yeah. It yes. did catch everyone's attention. Right? Everyone is paying attention. If you... When was the last time you saw this much presidential coverage? Oh, man. Not in a long time. Never. 
Never. Uh, when Barack Obama first was a, or was campaigning and then first got elected. Yeah, for like the first few weeks. Yeah. And then just like silence. Radio because silence. His, because he did his job. Yeah. So, but now everyone's paying attention. Everyone's informed. Everyone knows what's going on. People who, you know, I'd never heard of the Mexico City laws and now I know what those are. Like, like because Trump has likely violated most of them. No, he actually reinstated them. Um, so, oh. yeah, it, it's like everyone paid attention. So, look, that's what happened. Same thing with Brexit. Brexit happens. Suddenly the whole country is like, whoa, hang on. Wait a second. We made a big mistake. Yeah. And and that was the thing, too, is that basically is, is Theresa May, and a lot of people were saying, called the election early, basically so they, she could cement the, see, Brexit is what the people wanted. Because there's David Cameron in some back room in Downing Street going, <laughs> fuck. Actually, not fuck. in Downing Street anymore. He's just in his flat somewhere in London going, fuck, fuck, I fucked this up. Do, 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 do. Yep. See, Brexit is what people... That's basically what happened in Alberta. See, this is what people want... Oh, wait, no. No, that's not what we wanted. See, this is what people... Wait, we lost? Suddenly, Not just lost, got destroyed. Suddenly, Alberta turns into a leftist utopia. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to glorious land of Albertistan. The land of, like, fucking... (laughs) I still need to get one of those... I need to get one of those, like, Soviet flag shirts that's just got oil drops instead of stars <laughs> uh, well, well we've been going a while and we have some email do I we? think we should do the email and then we should fuck off I, I like the sound of the emails and also I said the Welsh not the whales you big fish no you said nobody likes whales you, you did you oh, did I we did. have recorded that is true it, I did you say told whales. the internet and the internet will remember all because, right. Okay, sorry. I, the internet, I wasn't lying. I'm sorry. Fuck whales. So, Tao, <laughs> do you want to start us off? I will. Good. When, Fuck the Welsh. When I pull up the email, like I am. Especially right if now. you're a sexy Welshman. Uh, so, this one is titled, I Cucumbra. I, I Cucumbra. I Cucumbra. Oh, it actually uh, is. I Cucumbra. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) all right. What makes us have off days? Why do I sometimes feel like I can't do anything except curl up on my sides and listen to podcasts? What the fuck? Too sleepy to think of a name salesman. That's just all of the, like, you know, everything that you like cringe at when you think about what the things you did in like grade school. Actually, if you really want to know why go watch the seven ways to maximize misery video. Oh, that one. Okay, I still haven't done that. I haven't seen yeah. that yet. I'll show it to you guys after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Go watch that. But honestly, if you can find the answer to that question and save me from my current binge watching of Naruto, uh, well, I, mean, <laughs> I would love you forever. Oh, I, I don't really believe in bad days, but that's not really a thing when you're unemployed. Um, <laughs> because, yeah. It's weird. It, because you, just kinda, you wake up a certain way, and that's, that is... That's where your mood starts. Yep. Well, it's weird because right now I've been unemployed for a while. I really don't feel like I have any more time than no, I did. No, I, I don't. But The days just sort of bleed away and you wonder what the fuck happened. Yeah. Well, you wake up I without mean, a purpose. You start to binge watch Netflix or whatever you well, feel like doing to wake well, up. And no, then... like today I woke up, I, you know, and I went, I got, did the whole thing, got ready, showered. I, to, like, this is my day. W- wake up. 
got up, had a shower, all that shit, got messages from a few friends, ended up playing Starbound for a little bit. You guys showed up podcast. That's been my day so far. How long were you playing? A couple hours. Wow. Because uh, I mean, when I was on med leave, like, it was weird because... Like, and I mean, I wasn't unemployed, but it was basically the same thing. I was just, my entire job was sit at home and don't fall apart. Uh, yeah. So, I, s sorry, since unemployment, I have bought, I've started playing about two or three new games. Uh, one of them has, I think, a hundred hours. Yeah, my, <laughs> my playtime has like 40 my playtimes for, well, say, the amount of hours I put into Andromeda, because I was lucky enough that that came out right after I got home from, from the hospital. Uh, the amount of hours I put into, like, Stellaris and uh, all these other games and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But yeah. that's the thing is, like, despite, you know, it's sitting there, like, you know, I'm supposed to go to the gym tomorrow, right? I'm planning on going to the gym tomorrow. But I was supposed to go yesterday. But <laughs> yesterday for some reason was a weirdly busy day and it was like man i don't have time to go to the gym and i'm like how the fuck do i not have fucking time i, I, I have was, 10 extra hours today i was actually thinking <laughs> yeah. about what takes up most of my time as an unemployed person who has decided to start a business it's just errands yeah none of the shit that i do is in one place yeah like, so, I had, like that amount of time that i have the extra stuff is spent driving or doing mm, something yeah. like I had an, I had a day off yesterday and because again, now that I'm back at working, I'm getting all back into that routine. I, I had a day off yesterday. I watched a live stream in the morning of some new Warhammer stuff because I am that much of a nerd. And I, I'd like planned. I was going to do that too. I'd seen their broadcast schedule earlier in the week and I like had it in my calendar. Watch this thing at this time. Um, and I did that. And then that was done. I'm like, well, I'm done being lazy for the day. And I went and, had a shower and got dressed and ran out and did some errands and then got back home. And it's like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Vox is off work in a couple hours and that's when I have to start dinner. So I guess I'm actually going to like do some cleaning around the house and stuff. I, I just stayed productive all day on my day off. It felt weird at, See, when I realized it. On my days off, I wake up. I'm like, oh, I have so much time today. Then I sit down and I have breakfast and I turn on something to watch. And then I realize it's four o'clock. <laughs> and I go fuck. Also depends. <laughs> also depends on what time of the day I wake up. If I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I've got tons of times, and I get tons of shit done. And sometimes I wake up at two and do like three things that take me six hours. I'm like, well, I'm done. <laughs> so that's basically our roundabout way of saying we don't know, but apparently you do shit and you enter a time warp. Lack of direction and too much dicking around. Yeah. Oh, Glade did bring up the fact that I did spend about an hour making the server for Starbound today. That was another thing I did. I'm glad uh, I found good instructions for that. I'm hmm. running mine out of a Docker container. Excellent. That's probably why it took an hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that it's set up, it's great. If, like, if, you're, if you're ever going to do something, Tal, you know, we've said this a hundred times. You never do it the, the quick and easy. It always has to be one step above, at least. <laughs> always like, one step above. I yeah. mean, like my current server right now, where... I, you know, it was set up where I just had it running off of an SSD with a big-ass drive in it, and that was the server. Now it's set up where I have four spinning disk drives in a RAID 10 booting into a cache system with the SSD, the SSD acting as a large cache drive, and then uh, all of that is actually 
set up on a logical volume so that I can like change and expand shit as I please with a bunch of partitions on it just to make it super robust. See, and all of my time has gone into like a fuck ton of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that happens when you start a business yeah, or buy a house. Yeah, cuz yeah, cuz Astral is in 5 weeks and I have to be fucking ready for it. <laughs> and that's why off days happen. Mm, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next email. This email is entitled 4:14 a.m. email. I wrote you a story, please rate 8 out of 8, which is an odd that's an odd rating system. No more odd than IGN. Oh, and it starts off, hey, hopefully this isn't a Gunzuka-level email, but I'll try my best. You're already ahead. Uh, this is a story I wrote that has no parallels drawn towards real characters or people. I, uh, I don't I'm believe you. I'm already worried. I'm suspicious. I'm skeptical. Once upon a time, there was a podcast, and it was in Canada. There were three dummies who ran it, and they eventually, uh, and then eventually some sexy guy showed up for the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> um... Everyone got really angry at the loud opinionated dragon who eventually turned into a bull and became a fucking hazard. Oh, he was always a fucking but hazard. But they still loved him anyways. Yeah, he was always a fucking hazard and people always got mad at him for his opinions. People Why still is their camera so off? It, uh, I think the blue is unsticking. Uh, a griffin said nerdy things and was influential, but they still loved him anyways. I'm not influential. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, he did say it was a work of fiction. Uh, and Why was, am I large? Uh, there was a variant who was large and people made fun of him, but he's still funny and pure, exclamation mark, or uh, asterisk. Uh, and he, uh, along with the rest of the cast, got brutally dead murdered by the podcast shark, who was secretly jealous and was tired of being talked over and railroaded constantly, and then reached a breaking point when he attempted to become an audio listener and the podcast was never updated. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that's aimed at. Oh, so that's the story of Uncurled, the only podcast that ever listened to two episode 69s. So at least they have that. Hey, if you keep listening, we might have three. Yeah. Uh, I hope you've learned a valuable lesson. Update audio feed. Don't get eaten by sharks. Don't email podcasters at 422, no matter how good of an idea it sounds. Local taco sales couch. So, that okay. advice. I take your point, and I'm working on it. I hear your concern. You see your point and shut your fucking whore mouth. I will beat someone into editing that soon. Hey, new subscriber. All right, yes. Um, mailbag. This one's titled "Mailbag: My Discovery." Signed, Dark Dark Yuan or Juan. Dark Juan. The species. Dark Dark Juan. I think. I can't remember if he was in the chat today. Why does your name have two capitals, but is one name? He He's uh, actually commented on, like, most of our videos. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I'm... Okay. Dark one. Um, greetings! Insert weird names that I'm not clever enough for. I was a regular listener to For What It's Worth before I found your show. I emailed this into them, too. And a couple of their recent episodes have helped me realize that the part of porn has played in me discovering who I am regarding my sexual identity. Porn, specifically gay furry comics, has helped me discover that I'm a bicycle. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! What? I so badly want to sing Queen right now. Oh, bicycle. 
Bicycle. Content infringement. There's no way our singing is that good. Yeah. Uh, Before this awakening, I couldn't picture myself in any relationship with another man, partially due to me not even knowing what that would be like. I had for some time then known that I could be attracted to both sexes, but assumed I would only be able to be intimate with the girl. The traditional family was one was the only one I had ever known or been exposed to, but comics have changed that. Uh, I, if I may mention a few in particular, G by Finders Keepers. It's hard to find in real names, so I put a pic of it below. Okay. Um, follows a guy as he finds out his most recent girlfriend was cheating on him and how his roommate was gay. Er, his room, his gay roommate for years has always been there for him. Turns out he actually thought him to be cute and they were, they make a pretty nice couple, albeit reluctantly at first. It helped me come to terms with being able to imagine a gay relationship, even if it starts out as just roommates. Does that ever happen in real life? I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it might not be the it, yeah, it might not rainbow always be romantic. Picture, it seems, but it, it definitely happens. So I, I, I know somebody that happened to, so. Actually, two of them are in the room right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess Vox and I were actually the closest thing you get to high school sweethearts. Sort yeah, of. It didn't start in high school. It started like what a year and a half after well, at it, most. So it, so we we met in high school through a mutual friend and a psycho friend. Well, yeah, she was a little, but she was she was a nice psycho. She wasn't stabby psycho. She um, was a calm psycho. No, she was not calm. She was anything no. but calm. I have a term I could use, but it's not good for polite company, so I'm not going to use it. Uh, I'll say it after the podcast. I'm not saying it on air. <laughs> she, she was like she was on a sugar high all the time. Yeah. But um, and so we we kind of became friends, passed a lot of time in the chemistry class in which our chem teacher almost blew up our lab. And then twice. you became a bicycle. No, I was not in any way no a form of locomotion. Actually, Real I mean, conveyance. I was going by the name car by then. But anyway, um, so we ended up. Yeah, so we. Uh, uh, Vox was a year uh, my senior, so he actually ended up graduating before I got out of high school. I was senpai. Senpai, <laughs> notice me. <laughs> but, uh, and then I, I don't know, we just like, I don't know, how did that happen? We just randomly ran into another one another again. Well, we just started um, hanging out. I don't even remember what started it. Yeah. But then it just literally got to the point where it's like, um, I mean, I was just starting to like go into a bit of a rough spot with. Well, basically, me being an idiot and leaving my furry porn I was drawing on the scanner, uh, and then when my dad came to go borrow the printer, he would find it. Uh, I was I was a really bad secret gay furry, um, but and then it was it was just um, so I would I would I don't even remember why it was that I was that we were constantly on the train. Basically, um, we were constantly ending up going um, back home together in the evenings and. For some reason, this big lovable fuzzball kept staying on the train and riding with it, riding on it with me all the way to my stop, even though it was several stations further down than his. He likes you. Until eventually, I couldn't take the sexual tension anymore, and I just flat out kissed him after he, he got me off the, or uh, after he got off the train with me. I was oh. really uh, hoping you were just going to say you boned him right no. on the C train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there was no... no uh, there no was C no train public, boning. Public yeah, there, showing up. It wasn't quite that much of a porn novel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, it's been 
13 years now, so I guess something worked. I mean, back yeah. to the other two most lovable people I know, uh, Moscow and Clever, that met similarly, I think, in a Boston pizza for a and d meet or something like that. <laughs> that and that Mos- sounds like that. That, yeah, that, Moscow- that does sound exactly <laughs> like something that would happen to yeah, them. Yeah, and they just ended up talking to each other, like, long after everyone had also gone home, and so, yeah. Yeah. No, I... Uh... I, I do actually know somebody who had that whole roommate situation happen to them, too. And, uh, yeah, it worked out fine for them, so... It really depends. Like, you can't know no. if it's going to explode. Being roommates will not make it happen. But no. know that it's not always the best idea, mostly because most people you start dating you don't live with. Yeah, yeah living with um, the person you immediately start dating, that, that and is... And then don't think it's going to be the same... You know, if you're roommate and roommate and you start dating, it is no longer roommate and roommate. You are boyfriend and boyfriend. Or boyfriend and girlfriend. Or boyfriend and girlfriend. Or girlfriend and girlfriend. That live in the same house. Or bicycle and tricycle. Which is something that most people who have been dating for like six months to a year have not done. I mean, I'm working on the third right now. And, and we still now you guys are thinking about moving in together, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like three years later. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, I mean, the roommate situation isn't all that implausible, but it is risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, to continue this email, um, another good example of this is Hidden Springs by Bastion or Seraph. Uh, it showed me how it's okay to be more open about your sexuality. How if you're always being closed off, you'll never appreciate what could be the best relationship you could ever have. I lolled at the line, so you've never taken anything under that spotty tail of yours? I mean, besides the stick you seem to have lodged up there. <laughs> wow. That is a good line. It's that a, is... I like this line. <laughs> I like that line, too. That is, that is exactly the kind of cheesy line I'd expect in a furry porn, honestly. <laughs> or yeah. in any porn. But it's not like... It's the right kind of cheese, <laughs> I think. Um, because cheese it has, and porn it has usually to be, don't go together It has well. to be funny. <laughs> If it's not funny, it's just lame. Um, I like the look Vox is giving It's hard for me as a person suffering from social anxiety to ever find a mate, but once I get my life together, I do eventually want to try. Uh, there are some other honorable mentions, such as Weekend by Zeta Haru and Roommates by Spelunker Sal. It sounds like you have a roommate fetish. <laughs> it, it does Although kind Roommates of. is pretty good. Roommates is excellent. <laughs> um, not, not- yeah, sorry, yeah, go on. Uh, but this email is getting long enough as is. Thanks for listening and always providing great shows. Until your next show, Dark Juan, the species pending. So I did want to just mention real quick that getting your idea of what being in a gay relationship could be like from idealized stories that are in porn. or I like, would also argue that you don't like people really idolize their first relationships. Yeah. But, um, and I don't really agree with that. Yeah. But the, the big thing for me is that, um, I, I, you know, I can understand how this might give you an idea of like, if you had absolutely no way to imagine what a gay relationship could be like, that this might give you like some kind of a starting point. I also, will say this was though, oddly enough an, a come to earth talk you had with one of your parents, your parents at one point about porn. Oh, yeah, well, that was way back when I was in like grade six and they found out my porn stash. Right, but, but this still applies. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so the the big thing is that 
getting your idea of what a relation of what relationships can or should be like from these idealized stories is very dangerous because yeah, you, they don't show the conflict. Yeah. They don't show the discussion. They don't show the development. You don't get to see all the hard work that has to. And yeah, you're not it. dating a comic book character. Well, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing is like, you know, uh, there are, you know, your relationship might end up nothing like that. I've, well, I've seen people whose relationships could be best described as business casual. Why, why don't we just ask the uh, the two longest, you know, together people here about how hard it can be to maintain a relationship? Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> I'm the, not airing our laundry on air. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, well, it, you guys know, but the, the, like relationships aren't just a one click. Like, yeah, we're gay. Let's be gay together. Yeah. So absolutely the, not. With, with these things, it's like these stories present a very idealized, you know, so some of them are like really heavily romantic. A lot of them, the sex is perfect you know and, and even if they do fight it never mentions the long lasting permanent effects on that relationship yeah so you know the and the like the fights are always something that like like not not so much in like romance novels there's usually some like big fight but in like these poor novels the fight is over something like super trivial always and it's resolved in like a couple panels so that they can get back to the fucking well it reminds um, me of one of the i think it was an onto comic and it was like am i, I mean. ugly and then the horse dude walks up he's just like yes and, <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then immediately looking sad at end uh but um so you know i if you couldn't imagine what anything could be like honestly a gay relationship is a lot like just a regular straight relationship uh, but with more dicks. Yeah. And the thing is the relationship between two people is not going to be the same as any other relationship. That's one of the things I hate about like rom-coms and all that bullshit is they present this idealized image of a um, relationship that almost can never be another. I, I honestly wonder sometimes if that's, and this is going to sound like super weird, but like, I wonder if it's one of the influencing factors for how many goddamn divorces there are. It's definitely um, one of them. Another thing about relationships is that do not expect this to fix your life, please, for the love of God. No. Which actually I appreciate, because in his email he does say, I'm looking to get my shit together first. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Um, I would also say don't do that with the intent of getting a relationship. And I'm also going to go back to the, uh, the whole uh, seven ways to maximize misery thing. Watch that because there's a good little thing about fixing your shit up first to get your shit in line. Right there, you know, because that, that is one of the things that happens is people have this thing where they have like this goal in mind of where they want to be. Or, you know, in the case of relationships, they have this idealized image of what their relationship they want to be. And then they immediately start heading straight for that fucking goalpost, right? They start doing everything they can to get a well, relationship they're, like they're that. They're running it like a marathon when it's actually more of like climbing Mount Everest. Well, it, not even that. It's that they are trying to achieve their goal directly, which doesn't work 99.9% .9 of the well, time. And if you're you trying to better to, yourself well, in the, hopes of getting a relationship... You're not doing it for you. Well, so, so specifically in this video, when, what he's talking about is being happy. If your goal is to be happy, right, and you just start, you know, running for that goal, like the I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be happy. You just try to achieve that goal directly. You're never going to make it because there's a bunch of shit that you have to do to get there. And you're never going to do that shit. And one of the biggest things <laughs> is that you have to 
improve your self and your surroundings and then happiness will come same thing with relationships you have to improve yourself and your ability to handle the things oh. that a relationship entails and then better a good relationship will happen like, and as, out of that work out of that effort as far as my own personal experience with this because this happened very recently um anxiety depression getting fired mm -hmm. and these three things fucked me up royally. I was already fucked up before. Um, and so now it's been a very hard road of rebuilding relationships, talking to people, actually getting out and doing what I want out of life. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I have a relationship now is a complete coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just so the, the biggest things are going to be don't base your success in a relationship off of what these comics are like. You know, like, yeah, um, I mean, like my relationship, nothing like these comics, right? No, nowhere close. Nowhere close. Um, whole bunch of ow, ow, stop, you're too big. And <laughs> <laughs> some real hardships in there. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, it's like, you know, something. our relationship, you know, with, uh, with Ryu and I, it's, it's not, it's not like the one in these comics. It's one that I'm extremely happy with because it's exactly the kind of relationship I want. Because what I, one of my big things in a relationship that I wanted was stability and predictability. Those are oh. big things for me. Consider and, what's important to you and how your partner accentuates these things. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it, for me, having, having stability, ha being able to go, I know what next week is most likely going to hold, right? Having that kind of stability and predictability to me is important, right? You know, it's not to say that there, you know, there is none of the romance or hot night, you know, there obviously is, but it's like, you know, it, what the thing I like about my relationship is it's calm. It's nice, calm waters. Well, that like, is important to the, me. But there, there are some other people though out there that are like, no, I want excitement. Well, and I want, do you know the, what I find really disturbing about people's outlooks on relationships? So many people think f like fighting, like hurling things and like shouting at your spouse, like, f you know, on any sort of regular basis is normal. Yeah, that's not normal. That, it, it's that, not. That's a psychological problem. That, and if, if it's happening to you, please talk to somebody. But that, that's abuse. Like, yeah, that's straight I am, abuse. <laughs> but like, it just, I feel like people have this expectation that things are supposed to explode or things are supposed to like you're supposed to fight at each other until you eventually yeah. come to a conclusion but reasonable people can talk about this without fighting each yeah. other or but, even just understand and, and avoid the fight altogether. Please, yeah please you should look for someone who you can talk to these things about and not fight with them a, a big key component uh to any relationship is going to be communication oh See, yeah like i have i've only been in this relationship for like a month now but the amount of things that we've talked about on for the sake of getting on the same page of things, making sure that we understand each other and making sure that our boundaries are in place. These things are very important. And Glade is also bringing up a point is, uh, uh, you know, gay relationship, straight relationship. It doesn't matter the the gender, uh, you know, I think we even mentioned like just, yeah. just relationships yeah. in general. This applies to everyone. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing is like, to be successful in a relationship, one of the big things is you have to know yourself. 
You have to know what you want out of a relationship and the way you find that and out. And what usually, you need. Yeah, what you want and what you need. And usually the way you find that out is by dating people and yep. failing. Trial don't, and error. <laughs> As Tell said, painful trial and error. And don't cling to that first relationship like it's the only one you'll have. Yeah. If you meet the first one and it's perfect, great. Like if you don't, that's the point. Yeah. And you are still young. <clears throat> We're and still young. We're, we're still young, but he's even he's even younger. So, like, we're not as young as we'd like to think. Yeah. Um. So, where's McCain? Don't put all your eggs into one basket. Like, experiment if you want yeah. to. Figure your shit out. If you want to, you can experiment. You can sleep with other people. Because you cause... can. Like, because I can tell you that, that the, the relationship outlined in the book, uh, in yeah. the uh, Kyle Gold's books, out of, out of position, not not my cup of fucking tea. I would have been out of that relationship so fucking that, fast. That's sort of what I'm talking about. Like, but you like, have these two people that are in relationships yeah. where they fight constantly, but, I, but somehow you know, they're so madly in love. But for some people, like, for some people, that kind of, like, extreme passion, that's what they want. The thing is, I'm not an extreme passion kind of guy. Like, like I so want we somebody... have that on tape. <laughs> I mean, you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, I think the... we've gone on Reed, imitating not, not cast long enough. You're not, uh, so you're not passionate. Yeah. Well, no. It's just you know that's not the that's not one of the things I really value in a relationship. I like, value you can have that passion, stability. You can have passion without recklessness. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You can have stability without being boring. Exactly. Or bland. Exactly. Being content versus being complacent. Yeah. So and, and for that's real though, we are, we are absolutely stepping on uh, not cast toes here. Nah, fuck it. Oh, we can. <laughs> I don't uh, think they listen to us anymore anyway. We do have one more email, and it's getting late. Yes, it My is eyes are drooping. We, we have to put car to bed, so... Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, that communication thing. So, this last one is from Jimmy Wolf. Hey, guys. As you may have seen, the British election is really something of a surprise to almost everyone, and a nice surprise for progressives. The election was supposed to give our Prime Minister a massive majority, as I believe Harper tried to do, but it has backfired spectacularly. Yes. As we kind of already talked about. So we have Corbyn, uh, who's the leader of the Labour Party, now waiting in the wings to try and swing his, this country to the left, and Theresa May trying desperately to hold on. I have to admit, I'm very jealous of you guys, since you have a centrist liberal, liberal in charge. Bleh. But this is making me feel much better uh, than this time last year when Brexit occurred and Trump started shitting on everything. I have a fun question for Carr and yourselves if you wish to answer. Given the whole political establishment is being upended in the space of 12 months, where do you think Canada will be 10 years' time politically? I have God no idea. Knows. Yeah, yeah, I have no I, I, I don't have the time or money to figure that shit Political out. Political climate is so volatile. So very volatile. Either right now. either it will be a uh it'll be a capitalist dictatorship or a communist dicta dictatorship. A, a socialist utopia. Communist dictatorship. utopia dictatorship. Oh. Dictatorship. Communist utopia. Basically, we'll end up in uh, you know, something like if if there's anything we've learned in our like you know totalitarian type of governments is that I should not be in charge. Yes. Well, I mean, I would say in the I mean, if you take a look at the last ten years and how much has changed in the last decade, it just it kind of proves just how incredibly impossible it is to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, we could have a terrorist attack tomorrow that blows up the Chateau Richelieu. Yeah. Or we could have you know I mean, uh, 
something else could happen, right? Again, we, we very likely soon will have a bill that makes it mandatory to call the to call people by they their pronouns if they ask you to. Um, is that a Canadian bill? That is a yeah, Canadian that's, that's bill. That's Canadian law it's, going it's into place. Really it, annoying. It's pretty fucked up. It is so. The the big thing about it is, uh, you know, and I, I was actually talking to Matt about this. Is that like, I, uh, can't, I can't sue anybody for calling me dude or bub. Well, so the Those big aren't thing, my names. the bill itself only adds the terms gender expression and gender identity to the list of protected minorities in the Canadian Charter of Rights and the Canadian Criminal Code. That's all it does. But I, I you know, I did, I did even more because I did some well, digging it, into it. It can't be adding it to the charter because to change the charter requires a referendum on, from every. Well, it, Province, it adds but... that to the list of protected minorities federally. Yeah. So it makes it illegal. Criminal to do... code. Yes, absolutely. Not uh, just criminal code. There's something else, it, you know, so like even civilly, you cannot discriminate. Um, so and then criminal code was for hate crimes. And then um, and so when I originally I read into this and I was like, oh, this sounds like bullshit. And I was listening to Jordan B. Peterson and he was railing on it and. I was like, yeah, no, this is bullshit. And then I did more looking into it, and I'm like, oh, that's all it does? Well, that's not that bad. And then now I've done even more looking into it. And the biggest problem around it is that there is a set of policies that they're looking to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, I believe, to define. And those policies will be determined after the law is put into effect. Then these policies will be decided and put into place. And those policies, they've said, will be heavily based on what the Ontario Human Rights Commission did, which basically, again, makes it illegal to not call somebody by their pronouns. And I'm not just talking about, like, she, he. I'm talking, like, they, their, void, void self, all that bullshit. Um, so, and the big problem I have with it isn't necessarily these people looking for recognition. My problem with it is that it will force you to say words. It forces you to say certain words. You can't well, not mean, say them. How do you yeah. even enter into prosecuting something like that when you don't know okay. what their pronouns so, are? I was aware that that had not actually resolved yet because the way that you were describing it before made it sound like that stuff was actually already in the bill. No. Because I have not looked at this bill enough. But I very much feel like if we go into that now, we are going to be here till midnight. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, I mean, again, short answer is that barring any major calamity, I really do think that Canada's good, like Canada specifically is going to end up mostly status quo. Yeah. Um, mm. Either we're going to have in 10 years, we're going to ha continue to have uh, liberals in charge in the government, or we're going to have the conservative party again, like barring any sort of uh, major fracturing of the conservative party. But um I honestly don't think that's going to happen. With the, the exception of Harper, Canada's never really stood out politically. No, and, and unfortunately, we, well, no, we always, that's the thing is, we always have stood out politically, but usually for good reasons, right? Uh, Coming up with things like the peacekeeping missions in Bosnia back in the 90s. Well, for being or, competent and consistent. Yes, yeah, basically, mainly. we are we are very much a uh, stay-the-course, level-headed, good governance kind of thing, barring, like, we always do some weird things here and there, but for the most part... We tend to stay pretty level-headed, and yeah. I, I think that will continue into the next decade. So, I like the way centrism works. Yeah, centrism is kind of nice. Again, <laughs> that's stability. <laughs> I like to have a nice, stable government. Yeah, I like um, our country. Yeah, but there's another, so there's another part of this email, too. So, after discussions with Carr, and I 
do apologize for this. Um, I've decided that each of you is actually a chaos god from the Warhammer universe. <laughs> <laughs> Tal is Corn, the angry one with the horns. Vox is Zinch, the great birdie of change. Roland is the sexy, sly ferret of Slanesh with less boobs. And Nurgle is a doom who just started playing 40k uh, and then apparently wants to enjoy a bit of disease. <laughs> what if I want the boobs? <laughs> I mean, no, that means you have them. Or I not. mean, that's sort Slanesh. of Slanesh. Yeah, so, you're, you're gonna have as many boobs as you want, <laughs> or don't want, or or or. Oh, good! I've always wanted to be able to decide, or so, things that maybe could be boobs, but couldn't possibly exist and might to, have teeth and to view them would drive a normal man insane uh, yeah. well i went to look up ferret of sinesh and then my google uh auto filled me ferret signs of dying ferret <laughs> symptoms of walking <laughs> ferret I mean, symptoms of insulinoma still, still chaos slanesh yeah yeah no, just just look up slanesh maybe ferrets showing signs of dying is sexy to slanesh in this Everything moment. is sexy to Slanesh. <laughs> Just for the record, we're all furries. We're all fucking acolytes of Slanesh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this uh, this was like an offhand discussion we had like two weeks ago, and I couldn't stop laughing. Just when we actually realized that you were basically a herald of corn. Why angry. you're angry and smashy and yelly and want to stab things a lot? Hmm. I see a lot. I resemble that statement. Mm-hmm. You do. Anyway. So. It's over. <laughs> there was no signature to this email? Uh, regards. Oh, Give me. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Forgot that part. All right. Yeah, well, that was just, good. It's over. Stop stream. <laughs> <laughs> and beware. <laughs> Tal, take us out. Uh, we would like to thank all of our listeners. We love you very much. We do. Thank you, you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Are literally the reason that we uh, that we uh, do this stuff. Uh, fucking clicking. Anyway. Oh God, Orky. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and uh, also very much, very big thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, you make our jobs and lives a lot easier. What the fuck is going on? Nothing. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you make our jobs and lives a lot easier, uh, and you help us pay off some stuff. And our equipment a lot better maintained. Yeah. Um, also, very much thank you to Omari and Screambox. Screambox? Screambox! Screambox mm. for the logo and the intro, respectively. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, criticism, anything like that, you can find our webpage, unfurled.net, where we have our email... Uh, contact forms, our Twitter, Telegram chats, all of that. You can find us on any of those. Also has links to our YouTube and our Patreon. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to uh, subscribe, comment, like, all that stuff that uh, you're supposed to do because it helps our numbers and, uh, you know, all that helps uh, helps the channel grow. Uh, uh, what else? I think we should stop because uh, the gods of power are starting to... Yeah. Your lights are flickering. Uh, it's because of the air conditioning in the other room. So You are running too. On. Yep. Anyway. Weren't you just talking about waste? No, what do you mean? You're running two air conditioners? The air conditioner in my roommate's room that is uh, on. Okay. <laughs> Still wasteful. <laughs> Even despite the fact that they're using it in a room with a closed door and... So wasteful. Right. So. So how does Adam end this up? Uh, we love so you for now. and we miss you. And beware Foxilla. Mwah. Mwah.
And as always, my name is Carl. I can't. Boss, come here.